in a world of podcasts. One rises in the night to destroy them all. The elder god in an ocean of noise. The Cthulhu of the airwaves. This is Spoiler Country. <laughs> First time in like almost a year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could look that almost. Here. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be uh, pretty close. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. We're close. back. And now it's it's Skinny John. It's Skinny Kenrick. Yeah. <laughs> Getting there. I got a lot. I still got a long ways to go. You did a. You you did a thing. I did a thing. It's not like you did surgery. You didn't do surgery. You just did a a, a process. Cocaine. I did a lot of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> just like pounds and pounds of cocaine. Just a mountain. That's yeah. not a white beard. <laughs> no, no. This is just this is, this is breakfast this morning re- left over. Res- it's residue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, see him in Scarface where he just dies his, his face in? Like that was me every morning. Just wait. <laughs> Six months, lost the weight. But it worked. Them. But honestly, um, I can't remember. I don't want to. I don't remember what it's called. Honestly, yeah, I did. I did, I did a program. I'm not going to promote them, but I did a program. Uh, yeah, you did a program, and it worked really yeah. well for you. It worked well. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, You're weird, man. It went to your house. We had we had you barbecued. You pulled out that scale. Sorry for <laughs> chopping up your stuff, weighing everything. And I was like, "Damn, dude, man. it works. It works." Like, man. Wait, it, was like, it works for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, basically, I went from. I'm I'm fine talking about it now, but I went from 310 in January to 195 now. 310, dude. Yeah. I'm well, at 210. I was at 265 in March. I'm at 210. Yeah. yeah. I uh went from a size what 42 to a 34. Yeah, I went from a size 40 to a 34. We carry yeah. our weight differently, so right, right. I carry my weight all over my body. <laughs> yeah. Mine's all in my in my my moves in my in my gut. Yeah. Which is why when I I didn't post pictures online, yeah. like most of this or anything like that. Um, but now that I'm now that you and I are both promote like in the process of promoting new books, new comics, yeah. uh, I've been posting TikToks with myself in it. And I got a message from two of my friends being like, um, <laughs> are you sick? Do you have cancer? Because I also I shave my head too, right? <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I don't have cancer. I just shave my head because I didn't want it anymore and I've lost so much joy. They, they reached out to me and they're like, um, is something going on with John? I'm like, oh man, I just started laughing. I was like, no, no. But I gotta tell you, when you when you lost like that first 50 pounds, yeah, you know, you looked weird. I did. Because you like lost it so fast at yeah. the beginning that it was like, oh, you you know, when somebody's like this sounds so bad. No, that's not, it's not bad. You know when someone's like weighs a lot and they lose yeah. a ton of weight all of a sudden they look like especially if they don't lose it correctly yeah right <clears throat> like they stop eating or or something and then all of a sudden yeah. you know and that at the very beginning but then but then all of a sudden your skin like stretched back and did what yeah it's, it's still pretty good yeah it's it's crazy man we both I, i'm one i want I'm, I'm proud of both of us for getting the fucking weight off at our age it's great and like yeah. being a bit healthier and uh for me it was like the whole reason for this is I'm 41. I got kids and I had a, I was having high blood pressure. I had a super high blood pressure and it, like, I felt like garbage. what happened that made you worry about your high blood pressure. <laughs> I mean, something with you happened, but I'll let you talk about that. Uh, but I had a high blood pressure. And I felt like crap. And then I was like, you know what? Screw this. 
yeah. I'm dropping the weight. And it yeah. happened with that. And it happened, and your thing happened too at the same time. And I was I like, no, nope. I had a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I don't want to do that. So I, uh, I took it seriously and I started just like the caloric deficit and like yeah. uh, being act more active and like not eating sugar. Like I pretty yeah. much cut sugar almost completely out of my diet. That's what uh, I did. That's, that's like the number. So yeah, cutting sugar. Well, I, I had the heart attack. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. If anybody knows who we are and, and we, everybody cares, Kenrick. Everybody yeah. cares. Um, they put two stents in. I got lucky. I just felt bad and, and, Felt like I had indigestion. <laughs> yeah, but my dad died super young. Yeah, and then my mother died even younger. She died at thirty-five. Yeah, of a heart attack. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in just to make sure. Went down, did the EKG. I felt fine after the EKG. Like I didn't have any symptoms anymore. But they did the blood test and they came back. Oh, you're torpenin, which is an enzyme that your heart produces when it's under attack. Yeah. And the, it's really high, so you're definitely staying. And the next morning, they had me by 10. I went in at 5 p.m. at night. And then uh, by 10 a.m. the next morning, they had me on the operating table, and they put two stents in. Yeah. And, yeah, and now I'm on, like, a million pills right now for the yep. next year, well, until March. And then about three, four days later, maybe a week later, they're like, oh, by the way, you have type 2 diabetes <laughs> on top of that. I'm like, sweet, I ate myself to just ridiculous health so yeah changing my diet was not um a choice yeah. you know you were like how'd you lose all your weight i'm like well have a heart attack he told you with diabetes almost die and everything becomes a lot easier oh yeah it's you know? like but i talked about heart surgeon dude um he's amazing his name his name is uh shashank rajal he's from nepal he's awesome and he's my age. He goes, yours actually hit me harder than most because you're my age. And we, um, and I see how fast it can go, you know, because usually he's working, working on people like in their sixties or whatever, but he worked on this guy that was like in his thirties or early forties. And they did uh, the same surgery I had. And then on the way home, the dude stops by like Jack in the box and get a double bacon cheeseburger. What? Yeah. And he was like, He's like, he told me, you know, and I was glad that he told me, I guess, but he goes, I, I, you know, he saw me three months later and my, all my cholesterol numbers are where they're supposed to be, you know, healthy. My, uh, A1C went from a 9.3, which is super high. Yeah. Anybody knows, uh, down to a 6.0 just because I, you know, stopping the sugar, eating healthier, you know, it helps. <laughs> you feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really does help yeah i yeah and i'm just trying to get to like one i'm trying to get down to like 190 um but doing a i, I can't do the weight and doing all that i'll i can do it at the beginning but then it'll, it'll just stop i know how i you know yeah i i don't know i uh it was hard at first but really it's anymore it's like just ingrained in my head of what i should yeah. be eating yeah it's, just, it's like no problem now um but i mean i feel i have so much more energy and i feel so much better every day it's before. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. awesome. You know, what's funny, though, is we started, I, I wrote, so I've been working on this book, Supernatural Baby Detective, and you guys, are, and people are watching this or seeing this, probably have seen some of the promos I've done. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. If you haven't, you can go to my Instagram and check it out. Or, or TikTok. Or, yeah, or the Tiki Talkie. And, um, 
But it's funny because I hired Ramza Sandoval. I know I said his name wrong. Right. We would say it in America, Sandoval, but he's from the Yucatan. He lives in the Yucatan area of Mexico. And he says it. I have it so I can say it right. <laughs> I said, tell me how to say it because I hate saying it wrong. Um, and then and then Johnny was coloring. And then we have um, we got the great Richard Starkings to come on and do lettering for us, which is crazy. But started this journey in February, been working on the the story itself for like, I don't know, two years, year and a half, two years. About, we talked about it on the show. Yeah, yeah. And then I started doing it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I anyways, finally, you know, wrote this, the initial script and hired hired Ram started getting everything done and then during the middle of everything boom had a heart attack in march yeah <laughs> the funny thing is is i didn't i don't I, I told you the night that it was going on but uh it was like two days later you're like wait wait it was real <laughs> you're like no you're like no it's fine it's fine it's fine then i find out from somebody else you're a heart attack i'm like thanks for texting me asshole <laughs> well i was i, I was in surgery <laughs> this is true i'll give you that i'll give you that but, but you're but now, doing better. Yeah, now I'm doing better. And now we got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, yeah, well, Kickstarter for Supernatural Baby Detective is just around the corner. Hopefully, hopefully it's September. If you'll let me, I'll show uh, some pages for it for you. Yeah, let's do on it. My iPad. So I got like, I got uh, color. This is like, this is colors for page one. Yeah. Which looks pretty good. Yep. I'm pretty happy with it. And then Kenny's been posting these all over his stuff too. But yeah, for the show here, there's that. And then probably one of my favorite pages that I'm allowed to show is that one. Yeah, that's cool. There's other pages that I like more, but I can't show them because they're spoiler pages. To the island. You can show the one with the um uh, with the cleaver. Uh which and which one? And, it, and he's holding it straight out. With the uh the the deep one? Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's page 13. Yeah, the the one we're, the one we're making a thingy out of. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah. That one came out pretty awesome. Yeah. That I will say, good. I will say I had a lot more fun coloring this than I thought I was gonna have. Um, yeah, that's good. What's funny is if we want to talk about years. <laughs> <laughs> I did to me one time. If you want to talk about process on this real quick, uh we first talked about doing this. I was like, "Yeah, I'll color it because I like." I I found that I found that I enjoy coloring comics more than I enjoy drawing comics. Yeah. Um, because I I colored the uh the Nancy Ein story that you wrote, right? You uh, you wrote that Nancy Ein story and uh, Scott Godleski, um, drew it and then I colored it. And I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. And so when you when you when you started talking about this idea, I was like, one, I want to be involved in this somehow, and two, I'd love to color it. And he said, "Yeah, you can color it." So I I colored it and I helped with like some some art direction here and there as far as like. With Rom and stuff, Rom didn't need a lot of direction because he's freaking good. Um, but uh, my initial thought of coloring this book was not doing it like that. My initial yeah. thought was, I'm going to print these pages out and I'm going to color them by hand. I'm going to color them. Uh, I'm going to do a. I'm going to do a oh, watercolor. Right. You did talk about doing it by hand. Yeah, I wanted to do. A, I wanted to do a Copic marker watercolor paint version of it because that's how I saw it in my head. Was just like this deep, deep, desaturated noir colors, where I was going to set all the base colors and shading in in. Um, with Copics and stuff like that on a full page and then uh, 
then scan it in and do enhancements in like Photoshop or Clip Studio or whatever. Uh, but then just do the fact that I am ADD as hell and just can't time man for the shit, or at least at the time I could not time man for the shit. I was like, Kendrick, if I don't do this, digitally, it's never going to get done. Yeah. Um, so I started doing it on the iPad and then um, it did take me way too long to do this until I, once I got into a groove though, I, I got pretty quick, but like I flatted the flatting didn't take very long, but I think for the next issue, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to flat everything first. I'm just going to flatten detail as I go each page. Yeah. Just finish the pages as I go, but I flatted every all 24 pages first, then went back and detailed all the pages, which basically meant I was doing each page twice. Um, yeah, you were so excited though when you figure out how to flatten them quickly. Yeah. Well, the first like so the first four or five pages I flatted the hard way because I hadn't done it in a long time. And I was like, oh, this is taking so long. And then I really then I figured out a way to do it to where I could flat a page in like an hour or less. Yeah. Like shit. So I just zoomed through the rest of them and then I didn't detail for a while because I'm a bad person. Uh but then I got it also the detailing too is like I was trying to figure out the style to detail detail it in, you know. Because mm -hmm. the first like four tries, I was detailing the first page and doing different types of like detailing, like whether I was going to do like a realistic, more like shading with gradations or like the hard lines or like a combination of that. None of it looked good to me. It yeah. all came out looking like garbage. And then it wasn't until I got to the flouting on the page. And I don't think this is a spoiler, a page where Frank is holding a photograph. Yeah. On that page, I was working on the photograph coloring. And I was like, let me try something. And I detailed the photograph. That was the first thing I ever detailed was that photograph on that page. Yeah. And I was like, oh, doing a three, four level coloring aspect is working. Hard lines, uh, doing three to four levels of, of gradation of grade, of, of uh, sh shading is working for this. So what I did is I ended up basically using that style, which is where I basically had uh, four layers, yeah, uh, three for shadows and one for highlights. Um, shadows at different levels and did all my shading that way and then all my highlights that way and ended up working out really well. So then I was able to go back through all the pages and do them all that way. And uh, once I got into the groove of it, it got to be pretty quick and it's pretty. And, and I think it, ended, it came out looking a lot better than I thought I was going to look at because I have really bad imposter syndrome when it comes to creative stuff. For a while I'm doing it, I'm like, this is shit. This is shit. This is shit. No one likes hey. this. Kenner's going to hate this. This is going to, he's going to go, he's going to go. Yeah, good job, John. I'll, I'll tell you that to your face because you're my friend, but I'm really going to have somebody else do this in the next issue and be done with you. And then <laughs> when it came out, I like when I finished it all and I went back through it like a week later after I let my brain separate from the process of doing it, I was like, no, these actually look pretty pretty good. Yeah, they no, they look great. They look great. I, that's why I keep telling you that if you wanted to do a career in coloring, you probably could do it. Yeah. Uh What's funny I'm is saying that because oh you married my niece. I'm saying it because yeah. it's true. <laughs> well, our buddy Sumner said the same thing to me when I colored that thing for uh our Christmas special the first time. Yeah. Which is like which means a lot to me coming coming from, from both of you guys. Um, but I feel like a fraud because I don't really know color theory. I just pick whatever colors look best to my brain at the time. Yeah. And then just make a match. Um but yeah, I mean, I love it. I love I love actually I really I really do love coloring. It's it's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, I, I I get the same way when I'm going through the story. I'm like, is this shit? Yeah, this yeah. not good. Yeah, you talk talk about your writing process for this book because it's been a journey for you. Yeah, well, well, the writing process. I don't think I do anything correctly or technically the way somebody who is college educated, specifically <laughs> on writing fiction, does it. Um, but is 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 there a right way to write? I mean, 
there's no right way. I don't, right think, or wrong so. Way I don't think so. I so what I did is uh I got a really giant whiteboard. Yeah. And and then I saw the prices of what giant whiteboards. I was like, oh, those things are expensive. So I went down to Home Depot and got a um it's like a it's like a countertop. And it's, oh yeah, you showed me that. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it, but it was like 15 20 bucks for this eight foot and it's all whiteboard on one side you know so i was like right. awesome and i hung that up and then i literally just started uh like creating a flow of what i wanted you know what i mean i yeah put out all my characters and then just basically this 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 you know started happening right this happens and this happens and this happens and then i gave me a um some kind of a map so you know basically i plotted it out and then, um, you know, <laughs> it wasn't until I struggled with how, okay, how do I write this out? You know, it's not a novel. Yeah. Right? And I don't think you can write it like a novel. No, you can't. The, you know? pacing, the pacing will be different in a novel. Yeah. The pacing's different. And then it's, and it's more like a movie script. Yeah. And so it's I was like, okay, well. I started writing it out like a script, like a movie script. But that was confusing too, because I'm more of a visual learner. I need to see it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I have, you know, I'm okay reading it and then applying what I read. But when I'm writing out the process for, for this book, I, you know, I needed to see the layout. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I have a corporate job. So I'm in PowerPoint all the time. So I was like, I, I'm just going to use what I know. You know, so I got into, I got into PowerPoint and it was just funny because I was like, I'll just set up the page like an eight and a half by 11 page or by the size of a comic book. And then I just used text boxes and made different layouts. And I had like six or seven different layouts and I would change them for every page. And then on the page I'd go in and, and I'd start writing my script from page one all the way to page 24 and I put it, you know, and I would have my description of what's happening in the, in the box and then my dialogue and then go through each one. And, um, and then I went backwards and wrote my script from that right out. And, you know, it worked for me. It worked. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's the, the way to do it, if that's what I should be doing. It works but, though, but it worked, and um, yeah, got some really good feedback from some people, and said, "Okay, well, cool." And then, uh, yeah, so that was the that was my writing process, which is, I, I think, completely different. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe a lot of people. I mean, Neil Gaiman does have in his masterclass because uh, I watched the uh, like the twenty minute free that he gave out. Yeah, and he talks about just getting paper and start drawing out your boxes and start yep. writing to those and that's basically what i did i just happened to use powerpoint but i laughed because the first time i sent you the script i didn't send you a script i sent you a powerpoint and you're like what the fuck is this <laughs> I, well honestly i had never thought about doing that before like because most of my writing i'm a very visual person myself too and i'm a very yeah. um um yeah, well you hit the powerpoint yeah yeah so i never thought about doing a powerpoint before uh because i don't i don't use powerpoint all day long like you do uh, yeah, I mean, I use PowerPoint not quite as that much, but uh, it said to me, I was like, "Oh, this is a great way to do this visually and like kind of like map it out in your head." Because 
being an artist myself, when I write, I'm already mapping that out in my head and I, I write yeah. that into my scripts usually. Well, if I'm writing a script for myself, I don't, what I kind of do, I, I kind of like just tell myself what I'm drawing, what to draw very loosely. And then I write my scripts out. And then the way I work, I always write dialogue very loose and captions very loose when I write my first draft. And then yeah. I hone in my dialogue and my uh, the, how, the storytelling uh, once the art's done, right? Yeah. So once I have the art, then I go back through and say, okay, now I need to modify this because it doesn't fit in the panel or it doesn't doesn't yep. like flow. Um, That's what I ended up doing. Trimmed a yeah. lot. Yeah, and it, it's it's you, you end up you end up either cutting stuff out or, add, or adding in complete new stuff because you realize, oh, that seems missing something. It needs an extra box or it needs one less box, whatever. But the PowerPoint thing, I was like, that's genius, especially if you want to like if you want to say, okay, this is what I'm seeing in my head to the artist. Yeah, take this and make it better with your vision or however you want to word it but like this is like how i'm seeing the page in my head how i'm seeing the layout which is a, a super cool way to go through especially when you and i went through it the first couple of times where we did we did a table read with it yep um we did uh kind of reading it through that way kind of helped me as the person reading through it and like talking talking to you through it initially understand your thought process behind the pacing of the pa of the pages yeah because i think seeing it in the panels helps you understand the pacing of the page better than just reading in a script yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, once I started doing it that way, it really, all of a sudden everything just started flowing out. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I re and I went right through the first and the second book. So the second book's already written. It needs nice. to be edited, but it's yeah. already written, you know, and the third and fourth books are already plotted out. So it's like, okay. And that, that made my life a lot easier. Now I have like, you know, a bunch of stories in my head that I want to get out that I've always, I mean, I've always had a bunch of things in my head, yeah. you know? That was one of the things that I was always pretty decent at was writing fiction. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm the one who told the ghost stories when in Boy Scouts. Nice. When we went, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and you're 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 a creative person by nature, and it's, it shows in this book. And I'm I'm super excited for people to read this book, The Supernatural Baby Detective. I mean, it's I can't I know the hold up on it being released was totally me to get colors <laughs> done. I'll, I'll I'll own that shit, but. I think the end result is going to be fantastic, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a part of it. I'm saying it because I legit think it's good. But at the same time, though, you started working back on Jonely Nonely. I did. I did. That's for people who don't know. Jonely Nonely is a web-based as a web comic that Johnny did back in like 2008. Yeah, for a while, and then now he's decided to revamp and redo it. It's what's it's the a... best way to describe Jonely Nonely? Oh to God, for expectations. So I will answer that question with a, with a quick description first, right? Jolene Nonely, the name Jolene Nonely comes from my actual name, which is just J-N. My grandfather got a credit card in the 70s. And this is back when you would call in, you would get it over the phone, right? And he'd give you information. And he, his, his name was J-N Senior. He was the first J-N. And uh, they asked him what his name was. And he said, my name is J-Only, N-Only. Horsley. And he got the credit card and it said Jonely Nonely Horsley. So the name Jonely Nonely <laughs> comes from I've never heard this. <laughs> yeah. That's that that's the origin of the name Jonely Nonely. And then the comment came from the fact that one day Kaylee, my wife, your niece, and I were sitting around and I was already doing web comics. I was already doing the White to See comic, which is gone forever. <laughs> looking at the, when they wrote that out, they were like, look at this guy's name. <laughs> right? Jonely Nonely. Uh 
so she was and so she like drew up drew like this really crude drawing of me and of my buddy jeff and called us jolly nonely and jeffers like because he yeah. to me jeffers to be a, a ridiculous name like jolly nonely and i took that and i was like i can make this funny and so i took her little drawings and i made in 08 i made a new comic web comic called jolly nonely starring jolly nonely and jeffers and then i did a couple of strips but just using her like drawings as in, like moving around in photoshop as they are and then uh she drew my friend calvin as calvarina and i took and then she redrew jolly nonely and jeffers into a little bit better versions of it calvarini is such a slut he is such a slut um he's an equal he's an equal opportunity slut though. he doesn't care who he has sex with <laughs> um but i took the her drawings and i took them to illustrate and I made vectors out of them right yeah, but so I'd have more control over moving them around and shit, and so I had Jolene only Jeffers and, and Calvarina that were in the webcomic for uh, a couple of years, and I just I would just tell jokes and I would use I would use it for like social commentary and some shit that was bothering me, and I'd tell stupid I mean a lot of just really dumb ass jokes. Like one of the first jokes is, "What do you get when you cross a brown chicken with a brown cow?" Brown chicken, brown cow. Like yeah. just stupid ass shit like that, and then there's other stuff in there too, and then um, I got you I, should do the. Uh... The joke I told Jack. Oh yeah. What do you get when Pillsbury Doughboy bends over? Doe's nuts. Doe's nuts. <laughs> that, that actually would be perfectly fit into it. So I ended up around the time Star Wars uh when Star Wars Force Awakens came out, yeah. I added a new character named Earth, which is based off my friend Nick. And the Earth comes from the fact that his letterman's jacket in high school, his last name is Earp. But his letterman's jacket, the P, looked like an F, so we called him Earth. Yeah. So I added that guy. To, I added him specifically so I could tell Star Wars jokes. And then <laughs> in 2016, I stopped doing comics completely, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then I was like, I've got like 200 pages of this comic. I want to do something with it. So I turned it, ended up turning it into a comic book. And now the Jolene Only stuff that I'm doing now, I've made, I've created issues one through eight probably on my fifth time now of going through them and redoing them completely <laughs> and now i'm done with that but yeah. i've got it's crazy because i've been like super who's, open. The, well, who's the target audience of john lean only oh, fuck i don't know stoners idiots it's <laughs> that's a great question i don't know because for the most part i write john lean only and make it because it makes me laugh can i tell and, you something i hate that that question yeah you got to figure out your target audience and you got to promote to them and you got to, you know, you got to figure that out. You're like anybody you ask about, how do I get my comic book out there? Just, you know, to get it in front. Well, you got to figure out who your target audience is. And then you got to, you, you, you got, you, you get, you got to funnel everything towards that group. And it's like, what the fuck? How do I, even, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who target, these, I don't know who these people are. My target audience is who wants to buy the book. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, cause I hate that question too because my tastes are so eclectic. Like I like horror, mm -hmm. comedy, sci-fi, romance. Like I like so much. I I guess I'm the target audience for a wide genre of stuff. So I don't. Yeah, me too. I it's feel like I feel like, like a lot of people are that way. Yeah. You know, it's like I I don't know what to to say, and I it kind of drives me nuts. It drives me nuts too. So the target audience for my book is people who enjoy stupid humor and dick and fart. Moronic comedy. Moronic comedy. Yeah, with moronic comedy that has a social aspect to it because I do I do a lot of like grandstanding education educational grandstanding because one i i feel that way and two it's also it's also funny to me um <laughs> but back to your question like i've got 10 issues done like That's 10 crazy. 20 10 well it gets worse i have 10 24 page issues done 
with this ridiculous vectorized copy paste, move things around, modify stuff with warping tools art that I did, um, telling these stories. But then I've also written 16 more issues. So I've got 26 issues of Dylan and Only written, 10 of them done with my art style. I have. But then issues. you you had some other artists come on. Yeah. So issues, issue 14 and 17 are done art-wise by an artist named JP Pinote, or JB Pinotes out of the Philippines. Um, he's currently drawing issue 11. Issue 12 is being drawn by a guy um, who goes by the name Bang Arts. I don't, I can't remember. His name's, his name's Gabriel. Doing yeah. a great job on that. Issue 13 is being drawn by my buddy Greg Warrenchak, who did, he's the guy who drew the the short story, The Black Hand in the Eins Anthology. Yeah. He's drawing issue 13. But then JB Pinote is the guy who drew 14, 17, and doing 11 right now. Um, I've gotten a really good relationship with him, and he's actually just going to draw the rest of them too. Oh, nice. Um, so I've got, he's working, and he's fast too. I mean, he's finished two and a half issues in like three months. But now they're going to be available first online as a as a download right digital yeah so issue one actually is i don't know when we're gonna release this episode but issue one will release digitally on 8-2-23 august 2nd on y2cl.net it's already there to pre-order so if you go there now and go to the store and go to the go to it you can pre-order it now and you'll get it you'll get it the day it comes out digitally um, yeah. but it's, it's gonna come out digitally and then for the rest of this year because i want to get to the new issues issue 11 soon yeah. Um, for the rest of this year, I'm releasing issues one through 10 every two weeks digitally. So oh, nice. the second, the 16th, the eighth, whatever two weeks after that is, I'll be listening one, two, three, all the way through 10 in December. So by January, the first Wednesday in January, I'll be releasing issue 11, which is the new one, which is going to get a physical and a digital release at the same time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The one through so 10 that, will be digital. 11 will yeah. be, 11 on will have a physical component. Yeah. And eventually you're going to run a Kickstarter on 11. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm thinking about by January, I'll have, I'll have people will know about it a little bit more because I'm promoting it on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else. And I'll have six months of promoting this book or five months of promoting this book, these books. And uh, I'll do a Kickstarter or I'll do a something to, something to, 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 to support it, crowdfund it. And um, I'll, I'll eventually print, dig, uh, print physically one through 10 as well. Um, I might do a short run of individual issues and I'll just do like a, a collected book of issues one through five and five, six through 10 as well because i want to have them at sh at conventions that we're going to do to sell right yeah um but i figured to start i'll just make them digital because it's cheap it's super easy to do and i can get them out there right get them done that's what i want to do and then um yeah that's 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 what's going on with those i mean i got a lot more stuff going on that i'm working on i have a lot more comics scheduled to release next year um i have different series but right now my main push is uh getting the Joni ones out there and getting them done. And uh, I got to say, I don't think people are ready for issues 11 on once they look at issues one through 10. <laughs> to be honest, like it's, it's, it's a huge I always feel bad when you, you send me the, the, the scripts and you send me the stuff and I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's definitely there. I mean, it's crazy. creative. You're having a lot of fun. And, yeah. and that's the best thing about it. You're having yeah. fun with this. Oh, and yeah. And it's like, eh. it's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking. There's a lot of yeah. like the characters, the characters are self-aware that they're in a comic book. The character is like, I'm in the comic. Like I interact with the characters in the comic. Right. Um, the As artist. Of, 
yeah, the artist like JP JB, he interacts with the characters too. Like there's spots where he's like legitimately talking to Jonely Nonely, like on a page. Like oh, a photo of like him. The best story, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your granddad getting a credit card. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that, that's in one of the issues too. I talk about that in one of the issues too. But yeah. And uh, there's it's it's just it's crazy. It's it's ridiculous. It's like my it's my it's like the ADHD nightmare of like randomness. Like one of the issues, uh, issue 17, there's a three-page music video in the issue, which doesn't make a lot of sense for a comic book, but it worked in the in the context of the issues. And <laughs> the music video in the comic yeah. book. I mean, issue 13, I'll, I'll tell like it here. Music. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell it here because it's not it's not a spoiler, but issue 13 ends in a rap dance battle. <laughs> it's an army issue, takes place during a wartime, and yeah. the two the two sides def, uh fighting at the winner of the war by facing off in a rap dance battle. That's funny. It's how it's all just, war should be done. Right, exactly. It just it's ridiculous stuff like that that I do that I'm like, it makes it creative and it makes it to where like I have this like one, I'm quick at writing those things. Like I can write, yeah. I literally have written like an issue in a day and then gone back and edited it the next day and made it to where it and floated out. And I can write them so fast because I know these characters so well. And I write them and then I get them off to the artist and I get them back. Then I rewrite them and add more stuff to them and make it make sense. Well, yeah, I make them make it make as much sense as a Jolene and only comic can make, right? It's ridiculous. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And then uh, it's all that matters. Yeah. And I've got other comics coming out. Like I got my inanimate comic coming out next year. I've got Sergeant Blinky coming out next year. Um Blinky and his fantastic brigade brigade of fantastic. Yeah, Sergeant Blinky and his brigade. I love of fantastic. that title. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I love that title so much. And it's uh that that, that comic I want it to be like a hardcore Vietnam freaking like the Nam book. That's yeah. what I want it to be, and it's so <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I thought about like so that that comic is done with army men toys. It's stupid. It's photos, army men toys moved around, Photoshop, ridiculousness. I thought about like so I've got three issues of that series planned out, like pen, yeah. outlined out. I have thought about doing this for fun, making it five issues total. One, two, and three being army men, like ridiculousness. Issue four being hardcore, serious, dark war story with dark war artwork. And issue five, back to your army men. <laughs> just to be, just to fuck with everybody. Uh, but I'll see if I can do it. I'll see if I, I'll see when I get to it, if I not, if I do that or not. Because right now all I've done is I've outlined it, uh, the series, and uh, I'm not going to start working on that until I finish. Um, until I have Jolene only one through ten released, and then yeah. the next couple issues ready to go, and I have Inanimate one and number one and two done because Inanimate is the first other comic coming out next year, and then Blinky will come out later in the year next year sometime. There you go. And then I have comics coming out 2025 right too. I I I've got I showed you my list. I got so much shit planned. If I can actually if I actually do it, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got we got some other ones planned too. Oh, yeah, we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the writer of the West that we um, mapped out on a previous show yeah. from a couple years ago. We have two other two other comics that we're working on besides uh, uh, Supernatural Baby Detective. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. I'm super excited for. I'm actually kind of excited for our the most recent one we thought about. Yeah. Then writer of the West, probably because it's more it's more recently in my brain. Yeah. Um, but I've well, been making I've been making notes on that one because it sounds pretty awesome. I so I I'm terrible about sharing writing i'm terrible yeah. about it, it yeah. like if i write something out and then it it yeah I, and i know that you know what i mean so this last one i came up with i came up with the idea 
gave you the premise of everything. I said, now go write it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that way you can write the script and then we can, then I think I'll have yeah. much better time trimming things down and being like, okay, da, 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 we, it'll be a better experience because I, I have a hard time with control when it comes oh, I to, know. I know. I so it's like, it. okay, well, I know that. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be the asshole when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with, with taking this one, writing out the script for it and the outlines in the script and then going back over it with you and making changes. It's totally cool. Yeah. I don't, I'm yeah. fine with that. And I think it's going to be good. I, I, it's a great concept you came up with. Uh, it's a great concept that you and I hashed out after you talked to me about it. And yep. I think once we have a uh, supernatural baby detective under wraps and out there and we do this one, um, you can almost make it in the same universe too. We could keep it connected if we wanted to. It, dude, it really could be connected. Yeah. And actually Rider of the West could also be connected. Yeah. They could yeah, all be connected. Connected universe would be kind of cool. Because they all have, they're not similar really in any way, but they all have the same kind of back-end tone to them. Feel, yeah. Yeah, anything that, uh, you, I, I'm, I'm terrible about, I'm not terrible, I guess. I don't know. I just, I just love that genre. Oh, me too. The supernatural horror yeah. type psychological stuff. It's, it's, I love that. You know, I mean, that's, I what, that's what baby detective. I, you know, we, I came up with that name first on some podcast, on yeah. some episode we were talking. It made me laugh. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, that'd be hilarious. Da, da, da. And then I started writing it out and it just became more serious as I was writing it out. But then it's still so ridiculous at the same time. It's, you know, the set, the first one is much mm. more, the first book is much more, um, I don't want to say, I don't know. You can't really say serious, but it's more no. it's that noir feel. It reminds me. So you say that, and I just thought this right now, is it kind of, and anybody out there who's seen the show will kind of connect this, but it, the first issue, at least the first like 20 some pages of it yeah. reminds me of the setup of Supernatural, the TV show, right? Oh, really? It starts, Supernatural starts very serious, very dark, very, yeah. we're a horror show. They use that to set up these characters and then it becomes much lighter, much yeah. lighthearted, tells better stories after it has that, look, we're in a world that has all this serious shit going on. Yeah. Let's tell you all that. Then let's move into, okay, these are real people. They've got more stuff to them than just the darkness. Yeah, yeah, it's it's different, you know. But the second one, there's more jokes. Yeah, there's more, you know, more some things happen. You know, um, Ram, the artist, is like he was so excited when he read the script because there's like one scene that he can't wait to draw. Nice, you know. And then, um, you know, there's a running joke through the whole thing that has a payoff at the end. I'm not, I don't even want to talk about it because that might. Yeah, it's a don't yeah. spoiler. Don't spoil yeah. things. So. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I just hope it does well. I have a I have a really good feeling about this book. To be honest, good. Me too. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> I always feel like uh, I don't know. I read through it, and I guess. Um, Spooky. I don't know. I want people's honest opinion. And we're back. Know? That's right. We are back. Right. Back in you know, the saddle again. Well, come <laughs> to realize really quick. Can't I hope you guys. Much. No, really, really enjoyed that as much as we and, did. You know, making it for you. And if you like what you heard, and you want to hear more. If something comes and says, you gotta go check out spoilerverse.com because at spoilerverse.com we have a plethora yeah. asking you for your amazing directors and um, artists of all and, you know, walks of life. Tell me what I did right. Editors tell me what I did and writers and, and I think that's what. Oh my God! Are you a lover of comic books like certain, we are? Then so, you know, there's so many amazing people from the comic book world. 
over at spoilerverse.com. And I highly implore you to go there and check it out. Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network, like Bridges and Geekdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Haphazard Adventures and Nerds from the Crypt and so many more. We put out episodes all the time. Go check all of them out. And check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you. Every day on spoilerverse.com for you to check out and to read and to love and to like and to comment. We have a store link. You want to help support the site? Two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash spoilercountry. We'll go to our store link in the middle of the site there. You get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that. You get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can obviously on all the socials, but... If you go to yeah, so scpod.us slash discord, okay, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're, we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. I'm going to go with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? Oh, it oceans of podcasts. We yeah, are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to like as well. Open but it the just mind. helps to understand. And okay, should I do more, more of that? It's not exactly. that I the. It's not that you need the feedback of making me feel good. It's just like if I don't know what's right in the book, exactly, and the things that you point out are wrong, might make sense, might not. I don't know because I don't know if you if anything else is right. Yeah. You know, I just know that you don't like this, and then you're you know. Yeah. What. I think I think the point the pointing out the positive things as well things that worked for me helped make the things that didn't work for me make more sense right yeah whether you change them or not it gave you a better understanding of why I might be saying hey this didn't work for me but this yeah. does you did and, this which is cool but then you yeah. said this and that and and that counteracts what I'm thinking when I when I'm reading this yeah yeah, yeah. I think that what's funny is after I did that for you yeah. when I was going back and editing my own books I did the same thing yeah. I started, I started leaving myself notes in the edit saying this works. I like it's a good fucking job, God. High five, John. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I started writing that. I started writing those notes myself because, like, I realized if I'm just editing my own stuff and commenting on stuff I don't want, I want to change, I don't like, yeah. then I get stuck in this hole of like, God, this is crap. This is crap. This is crap. This is crap. Yeah. But if I tell myself, good fucking page, I'm like, yeah, this is a good fucking page. Yeah. You know, yeah. Stuff like that. My whole thing is like, I tend to uh, write characters but then I, when i'm writing the dialogue in my head i tend to write how i would say it that's the you hard know? part for characters yeah and that's the hard part and then luckily i got a dialogue person yeah to help me with some of that it stuff great yeah and he was and he was awesome because it was like okay cool and then and it wasn't like i'm not i'm not writing this for you i'm just telling you think of this yeah you know it's and hard that, and that helped a lot the hardest thing when writing and anybody who's a writer will tell you this, the hardest thing is to capture your character's voice. It's not yours. Yeah. yeah. And it took me a long time to learn that. And I don't know if I'm good at it yet or not, but if you go back and read a lot of my early, early stuff from like 03 to 2010, 2012, the Y2CL stuff that I've destroyed, nobody can ever read. Um, right. It's not really destroyed, but it's, I'm not ever going to publish it because it's, it's garbage. You'll I still realize, got the Y2 Christ Light book, so. I know, which, you know, one of the lucky ones, because I've taken that book down, and you can't buy it anymore. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about lucky, but yeah. <laughs> you told me you liked the guy who was masturbating all the time. I uh, did like it. I was like, this is cool, man, because it was a freaking full-on graphic novel. Yeah, but uh, I realized if you read that, a lot of the characters have, have the same voice. They're all talking from the same place. There's not a lot of yeah. variance in the characters. Like, there's all, I said, out of, like, the 12 characters in the first, like, two books of that series there's like four voices and that's it yeah and a lot of them are the same well it and was like 
for instance, when um, Fred is, when the, the nurse asked Fred to cut the umbilical cord. Yeah. And you're like, he doesn't want to cut the umbilical cord. I'm like, he's like, I, I don't know, as a father, I, you know, that's what you want to do. No, 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 no. I'm like, that's not him though. Yeah. Won't do it. He's, he, he's, you know, he's scared to do anything. Yeah. So no, <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember this, but we actually had like a 20 minute conversation we over did. cutting the umbilical cord. <laughs> we did. We did. And it, it was good though, too, because one, it showed me the kind of voice you were trying to give for that character. Because when I yeah. first read that script, I read him as an asshole. Yeah. I read him as a disingenuous father who was just not a good person. Yeah. But that's not who you're trying to make. And we talked it out and you rewrote yeah. some stuff and him not cutting the milk cord makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. He's just aloof. He's just, yeah. he's just kind of a, he's an airhead. Right. But when I first read it, I first read it, I read it as, oh, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Which it works. Good, but I, I wanted him to be like this kind of relief factor. Yeah. In some things, well, you know what I mean? When he walks in the room, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got to go. Well, yeah. That's, I mean, we're good. I, we talked about our books and I'm happy. Yeah. So we get this in the can, as we like to say here at Spoiler Country. And uh, I guess we're back. One thing to note, things are drastically changing. We will still have some interviews. We'll still have yes. Melissa will still be doing stuff. Renee will still be doing stuff. Uh, hopefully Casey will uh, still be more around, but Casey's doing a lot of work on Bigfoot nose karate and, and some other, other stuff. So um, we're going to have different feeds for people, meaning still be spoiler country, but we'll have spoiler country interviews and all that kind of stuff. This main feed is going to be this guy, or I don't know where you're at. That, yeah, that way, that guy and me, myself uh, talking, doing a lot more, what we like to call tots, which is the tangent of tangents. Um, and, and really we are going to get more into producing and publishing our, our, our comics because we, this, we don't think we're going to make any money off of it. So that's not why we're it's doing it. We just love it. We love, we have fun with it. We love telling stories. And, I mean, we want to make money for sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's always a, a, be a, that'd be, that'd be a great benefit, but that's not why we started. And yeah. So spoilerverse.com is coming, it's coming with a revamp and we're going to be publishing more books and so we announce our imprint. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing, we're having an imprint where our, all our comics are going to come out under spoilerverse comics. Yep. And you'll be able to get our, all of our comics at spoilerverse.com. Um, as well as the podcast will be there. It's the website's going to be very, very simple. It's going to yep. be based on. The, the, it's going to be primarily focused on the comics that we make with yep. Super Interview Detective, Jolene and Only, Ion's Anthology, all the other stuff that Kendrick and I are working on um, with links out to this podcast, Spoiler Country, and links out to Spoiler Country Interviews, which is going to have all the historical interviews we've all done with all the creators and any future interviews that we do will go on that feed. If yep. we have somebody come on that just shoots the shits and talks to us about stuff, that'll be on this feed. But yep. if it's on, if we're interviewing them about their book, their creative stuff, that's going to go on the interviews feed. We're going to keep those two different things separate because we've realized, thanks to Dennis, Karen, and some other people, that we have fans or listeners of each, but not necessarily of both. Yeah. Some of both, but mostly of each. People who love this format of the show and people who love the interview format of the show. And I don't want to force the listeners of either one of them 
to have to be subjugate, subjugated to both if they don't want to. Because it, it is kind of two different shows, you know. <laughs> you will think, watch this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, dude. All right, man. I Good will talk, talk with often. you soon. Peace out. Spooky. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out Spoilerverse.com. Because at Spoilerverse.com, we have a plethora amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers and... Oh my God! Are you a lover of comic books like we are? Then so there's many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at spoilerverse.com, and I highly implore you to go there and check it out. Yeah, and while you're there, you can check out all the other podcasts on our network, like Bridge and the Geekdoms, and Funny Book Forensics, and Haphazard Adventures, and Nerds from the Crypt, and so many more. Misery Point Radio all the time. Go check all of them out, and check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you, every day on spoilerverse.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. If you want to help support the site, you can do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash country. Or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it you know, obviously on all the socials. But if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once and really <laughs> i hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're we're working our butts off to bring it to you we are we are i guess there's only one left thing one left thing yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go with it there's only one left thing left to do what's that in oceans of podcasts we are cthulhu as cthulhu compels you to open the mind and read more Okay.